This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. show it is friday november 6th where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy crazy world speaking of crazy i'm joined by my co-host mr tony sanfilippo tony how you feeling uh you know feeling good and uh, a little groggy today but uh took that nyquil last night and got that nyquil like hangover that, and... nyquil hangover yep <laughs> <laughs> well other than that yeah i feel good uh still just waiting for those test results and uh and you got here your we do- are it's friday I know, the, another week gone, but uh, you got your crumble cookie yesterday, which uh, looked delicious, even though they were a little chintzy on the sprinkles, but uh, mm-hmm. nonetheless, you got it. It, it. sure did, man. So, <laughs> yeah, got that in yesterday, and uh, today it'll be a lot of just cooped up around here all day, so uh, be fun. Aside from being cooped up, any big plans for the weekend or just uh, more cabin fever? No cabin fever until I get that A-OK. <laughs> Yeah, it's the way it goes. Well, yeah, <laughs> not much you can Can't do. Really gonna do much, <laughs> but that's okay. Nonetheless, I, I excited to be here. Uh, quick uh, birthday shout-outs to my cousin Jesslyn. Uh, it's her birthday today, and listener of the show Stacy. It's her son Jameson's twelfth uh, birthday. So happy birthday to Very Jameson! Very cool. There. Happy so, birthday! Yeah. There you go. A couple birthday shout-outs this morning. Perfect. Well, let's do this. Let's kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, we talk a lot about how science fiction moves uh, the real world forward. So a lot of things that we see coming out of uh, things like Star Trek or Star Wars are coming to real life now because the scientists have grown up with these properties and, uh, you know, obviously wanted to create a real version of what they saw growing up as kids. With that being said, where do you see the future of medicine going? Hmm. Well, it takes forever to get <laughs> what, just a vaccine and a sample for, for the COVID. So, I mean, and if you leave it in Nevada's hands, <laughs> uh, you know, I eventually I would imagine there's just going to be like chips or something that tells you what you need and all that stuff. So that's, uh, the scary future I see coming, but yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, big brother future that, uh, I don't know, for as long as I'm alive, I'm, I'm not, I won't get microchipped. I'm not, and, yeah. I'm not doing it yeah. either. 
And yeah. even though we technically carry our phones around with us everywhere we go, and you know what, it's yeah. <laughs> it's almost the same thing. But yeah. With that being said, scientists drive tiny robot around inside living butthole. <laughs> and a world's first a team of scientists at Purdue University built a tiny micro robot that can be operated inside a colon of a living animal. The goal is to one day allow such Lilliputian machines to deliver drug payloads to different parts of a patient's body, greatly enhancing their effects and applications. The robot itself is only as wide as a few human hairs and navigates its colon environment by essentially doing backflips. The movement allows it to traverse rough terrain, or in this case, the colons of live anesthetized mice and colons of excised, uh, excised from pigs. Quote, when we apply a rotating external magnetic field to these robots, they rotate just like a car tire would go over rough terrain. David Capillary, Purdue Associate Professor of Mechanical Engineering and co-author of a paper about the research published in the Journal of Micro Machines, um, not the car, <laughs> last month. It's a very simple robot. The magnetic field does most of the work, meaning that the device doesn't even need a battery. Thanks to ultrasound, Imaging, the team was able to track its movement from outside the colon. Uh, Tony, if you had an issue, would you let them stick a uh, robot up your butt? No, I sure <laughs> would not. I was picturing like the little dozers from Fraggle Rock, like <laughs> like driving this little machine. Okay. I, I get a kick out of the fact that the journal is called Micro Machines. I just, yeah, I've pictured John Machida up there talking super fast about little cars and, you know, little cars going in your butt. Remember, if it doesn't go in your butt, it's not the real thing. <laughs> oh, technology uh, in the future. Yeah, that's a bit much. I mean, smart, whoever created that, that's, uh, it's definitely big outside the box thinking for sure. So. Yeah, I kind of got was as I was reading through that uh, glimpses of that movie Inner Space with uh, Dennis Quaid, and uh, oh, okay. where he shrinks down into the tiny ship and flies through the body of uh, was it Martin Short? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, well, it's funny too. Is like where the hell? Like if it's so tiny, where's he going to put the medicine? Like, uh, is it just, somewhere in your rectum. Just, yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Wrecked okay. him, damn near killed him. Well, you know what day won't damn near kill you is today's show. We have a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. It's Friday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. We're looking forward to the weekend, but not before we bring you guys good news, everyone. We have a segment called Stupid Is As Stupid Does. We have our call-in topic of the single best line from a movie. Speaking of stupid is, as stupid does. We have G-Man's matchups. We're talking NFL Week 9. We round out the show with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, November 6th. 
Now we have a thing we talk about a couple times each show. It's the Phoenix line, a 24 hour day, seven day a week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers an opportunity to chime in anything whatsoever. Maybe you had a tiny robot up your butt and you want to tell us about it. Well, you can. The number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. And again, can be on any topic whatsoever. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and that means Tony's here, with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, November 6, 2020, and here is your Filippo Fast Five. Dallas and step-by-step star Patrick Duffy is dating again, and he's dating Happy Days' Linda Pearl. I never thought I'd feel this way again after his wife passed away, I think, in the last year or so. I forgot about that. Yeah. Duffy. Yeah. Way to get back on the horse there, buddy. Uh, The Keatons are back. Not Michael Keaton, but... Family Ties cast to reunite in support of the Actors Fund. The reunion will include Meredith Baxter, Michael Gross, Michael J. Fox, Tina Yothers, Mark Mark Price, and Scott Valentine. No Justine Bateman, though, but Hmm. the the rest of the cast is coming back uh, and don't really know what they'll be doing, but uh, it's always kind of cool when you get these little uh, cast get-togethers. Yeah, while there's no Michael Keaton, there certainly is Alex P. Keaton, so... There sure is. Uh, Tenant, the movie that was intended to jumpstart exhibition out of the pandemic, but really only did so abroad, will arrive on 4K, Blu-ray, and DVD and digital December 15th. So if you didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, it'll come out. Um, this week, Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music came out on Blu-ray and uh, DVD. So I wonder if it's uh, any uh, less expensive on demand now. I'd imagine now it's got to be at least somewhat cheaper, right? You would think so. I mean, so. now you can just get it, so. <laughs> um, but uh, that's that. An entire palette of tools. Okay, that one's kind of hard. All right. So the the band Tool, okay. the guitarist Adam Jones, had an entire palette of custom Les Pauls stolen from him. 13 of the limited edition signature guitars are missing as they were stolen off of a truck. So Ooh, that sucks. it's going to be kind of bad news if people try to sell those or anything, because obviously they have serial numbers. They're going to be pretty distinct. Um, always pretty crappy when people steal things. And uh, this one just happened to be a little more high profile for that. Yep. Yeah. And, that person's uh, a tool. And not really entertainment, but just fascinating. If you thought living on Earth in 2020 was comparable to hell... Planet K2-141b is here to prove you wrong. On the scorching hot planet, hundreds of light years away, oceans are made of molten lava, winds reach supersonic speeds, and rain is made of rocks. Scientists have referred to the bizarre hellish Expo planet as one of the most extreme ever discovered. So it's you, almost like uh, the planet uh, where Vader's on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so you'd say the oceans are made of liquid hot magma? Yeah, there's a good movie line right there. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being on a planet like that. But uh, apparently, it exists, and it's K two one four one B. Add it to your vacation destination soon. I heard that's what uh, Elon Musk is going to name his next child. Hmm. What were you named after the hottest planet in the world? <laughs> Duh. 
Okay. So I like to always report uh, good news on this show, but I always, when it comes to movies, it's always disappointing news. So let's continue on the tradition of disappointing news. <laughs> Disney announced another shakeup to the studio's release calendar, postponing Ryan Reynolds' action comedy Free Guy and Death on the Nile, the follow-up to Kenneth Branagh. Oh, God. I butchered his name. <laughs> you were close. Branagh? I, had, I don't know how to say it. Branagh. Uh, hit Branagh? Branagh. <laughs> hit the murder on the Orient Express. Free Guy was slated December 11th, and Death on the Nile was set to debut on December 18th. Neither have new release dates. The delays are another blow to movie theaters, which have been struggling to sell tickets with... Uh, with a dearth of new film offerings. As it stands, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, the comic book sequel starring Gal Gadot, <laughs> is the... Uh, I, I question my words now because I know I'm going to butcher them, <laughs> the names. So I should really pre-read and get them down. That's right. what a good journalist or, would do. Or just Filippo it with confidence. Yes. Uh, I always sound very unsure when I say their names lately. The only potential blockbuster still scheduled for 2020. The superhero temple will premiere on Christmas Day. Smaller movies like Universal's animated adventure The Crude's A New Age uh, will debut on November 25th. Uh, Freaky uh, on November 13th. And Promising Young Woman on December 25th all remain on deck. Freaky is that uh, Vince Vaughn like horror comedy-ish yeah. type movie. Well, it's made by the same director as uh, Happy Death Day, so uh, it, it might have some promise to it. Yeah, hopefully it'll be good. So, uh, Free Guy is the, big, is, uh, is the big one with Ryan Reynolds in the video game. So, uh, hopefully it finds a home. If it doesn't make it to theaters, that would be a really good one to just release on, uh, on uh, Disney+. Plus. So, just because it is a Disney movie. So. Yeah, yeah. But needless to say, I'm... Disappointed! Yeah. But well, this won't disappoint you. This is this has got some promise behind it. All right. Uh, they released a new official trailer for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. And uh, Star Wars fans already knew that the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special was coming to Disney Plus this month. Was going to be using characters from different generations of the franchise with the likes of Rey, Finn, and Poe interacting with Yoda, Darth Vader, and a young Luke Skywalker. What we didn't know is that the upcoming Lego special will include beloved characters from The Mandalorian. Uh, the first trailer shows Baby Yoda, Mando, and IG-11 cross paths with the rest of the iconic characters. Um, the new special follows Rey after the events of The Rise of Skywalker as she sets off with BB-8 for an ancient Jedi temple in hopes of learning more about the Force. On her journey, Rey discovers a key that allows her to unlock the secrets of time, and she winds up interacting with some of the biggest names of Star Wars past. Uh, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special includes returning Star Wars actors such as Kelly Marie Tran, Billy D. Williams, Anthony Daniels, Matt Lanter, Tom Kane, James Arnold Taylor, and D. Bradley Baker. Not only will some of these classic Star Wars characters be appearing in this special, but they'll be interacting with characters from the new generation. For example, Rey squares off against Darth Vader in a lightsaber duel. Uh, we wanted to give a wink and a nod to the original. It's a celebration of the saga. A lot of characters will be interacting with different characters and perhaps even different versions of themselves at different ages. Um, so if that seems something that uh, you are a fan of Star Wars fans, uh, 
that comes out later this month. Uh, Chris, is that something you're uh, after hearing about that? Does that get you to want to watch it a little bit more, or are you still about? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll check it out. Obviously, it can't be any worse than the original uh, holiday special from Star Wars. But uh, did it say if uh, Pedro Pascal and Taika Waititi are going to be doing the voices of their Mando characters? In it, it did not. Oh, okay. It did not mention them. That would be funny, though. So, I mean, I hope they do. I do too. But it yeah. does. It does show them with Baby Yoda. Although Baby Yoda, as a Lego form, still looks really big compared to everybody else <laughs> around in the egg. Not thing, so, baby. So. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a fun holiday story coming in. Uh, a lot of us use Amazon, and uh, you, you get the box with the little smile. Is that the little logo kind of thing? Yeah, it's where I get uh, my sugar-free well, gummy bears. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a part of the ongoing Super Mario Brothers 35th anniversary celebration, Nintendo teamed up with Amazon for a very special branded box that folks using the online retail- retailer can receive. This is far from the first time Amazon has featured different boxes from its normal fare, but the Mario ones will be specifically and relatively limited, and it's only shipping out in the month of November. There's no guarantee any order you do will have them, but if you order Amazon from Nintendo, like let's say you order a Nintendo game, does not guarantee you're going to get it in a Nintendo box. Gotcha. Um, It is just completely random. They have one where it's 8-bit Mario... Um, and characters, there's one with an animated Mario Luigi, and then there's one with a more current 3D Mario and 3D Luigi on there. So the boxes are all red. They have outlines of Super Mario Brother icon stuff. Uh, kind of fun. I mean, if you end up getting one, it, it looks to be a little bit of a collectible. So uh, if you're ordering from Amazon, you just might get lucky and get a box from Nintendo. So. Yeah, I expect we probably will. Um, I can't tell you how many days I'll walk out of the uh, home studio here and open the door, and there is just a pile of Amazon boxes there to greet us. Obviously, I'm not the one ordering them, so. (laughs) Hey, well, nonetheless, maybe you'll get lucky and get the Nintendo ones. Just be very careful, open it nicely, and uh, set it aside. Uh, They're very limited, so it's going to be worth something. I'll be sure to... I'll be sure to red let... card, red cardboard worth yeah. something. I'll let Jesse um, know she uh, she's the type of package opener where she'll just grab the box and rip it apart. And uh, you know I'm a little more OCD where I've got to you know take a knife and finally cut the tape and and open it that way. So right, you know that would just make it a uh, a good thing there, um, just nice and easy. So. <laughs> Um, well, we know the baseball season's over and the Dodgers won the world championship, so kudos to them. Um, but every year there are the Gold Glove winners, so a couple of Gold Glove winners to announce this season. Uh, for catcher, uh, Roberto Perez of the Indians and Tucker Barnhart of the Reds were the winners in that catcher department. Evan White of the Mariners and Anthony Rizzo of the Cubs won the first baseman Gold Glove. Cesar Hernandez of the Indians and Colton Wong of the Cardinals, uh, second base. Uh, Shortstop J.P. Crawford of the Mariners and Javier Baez of the Cubs, shortstop, uh, won the Golden Glove. Isaiah Kinner Falafa of the Rangers and Nolan Arenado of the Rockies won the third baseman. That's uh, um, Arenado has won every year he's been in Colorado. He's won a gold glove oh, that's cool. at third base. It's, it's crazy. I think it's like eight or something like that. Wow. Uh, Alex Gordon, Tyler O'Neill, 
of uh, the Royals and Cardinals, Luis Robert of the White Sox, Trent Grisham of the Padres, Joey Gallo of the Rangers, Mookie Betts of the Dodgers, Griffin Canning of the Angels, and Max Fried of the Braves all won gold gloves for their positions. They're running out of time, so I spent the rest of that. This is really long. (laughs) Birthday time! (laughs) It's my birthday! All right, birthdays. That was a good setup. It was so long that it ate enough time. I should have had you press it sooner just to eat more of that segment. (laughs) Anyways, it is the birthdays today for the 6th of November. Mike Wolf of uh, American Pickers is 55. My uh, ex-wife, Maria Shriver, she's 64. That's okay. I'm not with her no more. I date the girl Loveland now. We have a donkey named Tango and Whiskey. <laughs> and then uh, Rebecca Romaine, no longer Stamos, 48, a.k.a. Mystique. Still looks Ethan good. Ethan Hawk, he's 49, and he looks exactly the same. Uh, one of my Hollywood crushes, Emma Stone, 32. Happy freaking birthday, people. November 6th. That's your entertainment news. Right on. Well, folks, when we come back, doing as we do each Friday, we're going to take you into the weekend on an up note. Good news, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, November 6th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Even though Facebook is still having issues, they had a restriction period over the election two weeks beforehand. That was supposed to end on the 3rd. Of course, now I keep getting notifications that uh, the restriction period keeps continuing further and further and further out, which is frustrating. But in the meantime, we're still on social media and uh, even more of a reason for you guys to head over to our Facebook page. That page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and you Twitter. You almost said Phoenix with an R, didn't you? I almost did. I almost did. It's yeah. Friday. My brain is just mush at this point. In any case, we're on Instagram and Twitter as well at Phoenix Media Radio. Or you can head over and uh, get a hold of Tony at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo eighty one. Now, it is the end of the week, as I just mentioned, and what we like to do is take you guys into the weekend on an up note. There's so much negativity in the world, especially right now with everything that's going on, that we like to cover some stories that we call... Good news, everyone! You know, just trying to uh, inject some inspiration in, into the world and... and inspiration! <laughs> help people uh, feel a little bit better about their day. For instance, my story, a single foster dad adopts five siblings to keep them together. An Ohio man has gone above and beyond to make sure five siblings in the foster care system stayed together by becoming their dad. Robert Carter, a Cincinnati hairstylist and salon owner who specializes in helping people with hair loss, knows firsthand 
what it's like to be in a foster care sister uh, system after he and two siblings <laughs> were taken away from their mother who struggled with alcoholism. Carter tells Yahoo that he is grateful for his journey. He says, being in foster care had nothing but positive effects on me. I had it better than I had when I was with my mom. I met three of my best friends in foster care. Just everybody who's currently in my life, I've met through foster care. And I don't know if I hadn't gone through the foster care system myself, I wouldn't have become a foster parent with the understanding and insight that I have. When Carter was 18, he received custody of his little sister and then of his brother when he was 21, something that would have an added impact off of him becoming a foster parent. The first foster two boys in 2017, before fostering his now three sons, Robert, Giovanni, and Chiante, in December 2018, which was initially supposed to be temporary with them only. He said, I was supposed to keep them for the weekend, but it turned into a couple months. This will now be our third Christmas together. According to Carter, prior to their placement with him, he was told that the children had issues at two other foster homes, like destroying one of the foster parents' homes, which caused them to get kicked out. But he says he, have, he never had behavioral problems with the boys. Then once his son Robert became comfortable, he made an admission that he would change everything. Carter said... He told me they had sisters, uh, and he immediately sprung into action working on, uh, with job and family services, as well as the foster mothers of the boys' two sisters, Mariana and Michaela, to help coordinate a reunion, which took place at a local elementary school, and what an emotional reunion it was. He said they just hugged and cried, and that's when I knew I had to take all five so they could stay together, because they couldn't find anyone who could take them all. I had already fell in love with them and all they had been through, I had already experienced it myself. When I was in foster care, my youngest brother was two. I didn't see him again until he was 16, and I was just not gonna go, going to let that happen to him. So on Friday, which happened to be National Adoption Day, Carter made it official and adopted all five siblings. A spokesperson for Hamilton County Jobs and Family Services called Carter's act of love truly selfless and expiring. Uh, not expiring, inspiring. Words are hard today, folks. I'm telling you, it's Friday. They said <laughs> adoption builds new families and in this case keeps families whole. Mr. Carter's commitment to keep the brothers and sisters together is a powerful statement above, about love and generosity. There are many, many children here and elsewhere who are waiting to be adopted. You don't have to adopt five children. Adopting a child means a lifetime of love for that child and the parent. Mr. Carter has provided an example that can inspire others to support families and change lives. And, uh, you know, Jesse and I were talking about adoption the other day. And, you know, it's free for somebody just to naturally have a baby. I mean, aside from the whole medical cost, but, you know, there's nothing else involved. Adopting a child is vastly expensive. There's so many hoops you have to jump through. I don't know why they don't make the entry point easier to good families who may not be able to cover all the legal fees and all of that and uh, you know really help kids in this foster care system find homes and and truly be loved and so I uh, came across this story and uh, really hit home in that conversation that we were having the other day and that's my good news everyone Tony if you Mine's definitely not as good as that but uh, you know I agree with you though uh, they do make it harder for foster kids to find good homes. There's a lot of stuff, and I get it. They go, out, they want to make sure they're going to good homes, not like <clears throat> you know drug houses or somewhere where they're going to be 
traded off or anything crazy like that. There's a lot of bad things, but yeah, you're right. It is, it is rather a difficult process uh, from what I've heard from some of my friends uh, that have tried that. So um, for my good news, it's really short. So like if it ends up being short, I have a second one that's just equally as short <laughs> trying to make one big long one if that happens because I know we got some time. So uh, this one is uh, Paul Rudd is already a be is beloved for his long list of Hollywood film roles, but now his most recent good deed is winning hearts across Brooklyn as well. Earlier this week, the movie star was filmed handing out individually wrapped blueberry and cream cookies to the New York City voters as they waited in the rain outside the Barclays Center to cast their ballots. Not only did Rudd pass out cookies to people who were waiting in line to vote, he also gave cookies to people exiting the building as a thank you for exercising their civil liberties. Brian Rosenchell was just one of the lucky voters surprised by Rudd's appearance, managed to post a quick video of the celebrity's sweet treat giveaway to Twitter, as the clip has already been viewed a thousand times in a matter of days. I was standing in line and I thought, Paul was just there to vote, and then he starts handing out cookies to people in line. And he waited to greet people as they exited and say thanks voting in the rain so uh, that's uh that's one so it's really small so i told you <laughs> well the funny Basically. thing is you know you and i touch base about uh the good news stories beforehand to make sure you know we uh we don't have the same one that's happened before or yeah. it's not one that we've done in the past the funny thing about that one is i think monday you covered that in the entertainment news <laughs> oh did i oh well he's also good news it, that's all right i have a i have a backup one it is so. such good news you had to cover it twice so yeah so such good news good I news I everyone go, I, I didn't go into as detail i guess there you go well, all right it shows how much more my mind is right <laughs> we've got uh, time for one more quick one yeah, this one's a tiny one, too, so it ain't long. Um, so, uh, Duncan may have dropped donuts from its name in 2019, but when the woman involved in the brewing courtship is named Sugar Good, you know it's going to be one honey of a story. <laughs> Good of Duncan General Manager in Oklahoma City became enamored with a regular who would order a large hot coffee with cream and sugar and sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich in the mornings. I never could forget his smile, she told CNN. I've always noted it. He has dimples, and when he smiles, his eyes sparkle. It turned out the attraction was mutual, but the customer whose name is John Thompson was shy about asking good out. By the time he finally worked up the nerve to place his order for a date, she turned the tables on him by giving him her number. The couple knew that their first rendezvous, what they found out together, was the real deal. About three weeks later, Thompson popped the question... Wow, that was fun. that was quick. Yeah, uh, three weeks later, Thompson popped the question, "Where else?" in the Duncan parking lot. After a seven-month engagement, the couple exchanged vows in a donut-themed wedding ceremony at the same drive-through where they first set eyes on one another. I'm so thankful everything Duncan has given me. Good said, from my job to lifelong friends, and now my husband. When John and I were planning our big day, we decided there was no better place to say I do than right where we met. 
And they say, and there you have it, folks. True love and donuts. What could be sweeter than that? <laughs> well, and it goes to show that uh, relationships are built on common interests, even if that common interest is Dunkin' Donuts. But uh, you know what? That is certainly good news, everyone. <laughs> yeah, how to... see that was two two to fill in for for nice lengthy one. I love it. I, I love doing this uh, feature every week. And again, you know, with everything that we're dealing with and all the negativity online. It's so refreshing just to have inspiring stories that we can put out there in the world and hopefully take you guys into an uh, into the weekend on an up note. So folks, that did it for good news, everyone. When we come back, it is a segment called Stupid Is As Stupid Does. Don't stupid go anywhere. Stupid Is As Stupid Does. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a little bit. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, November 6th. While we are headed into the final segment of the first hour, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour to come, including our call-in topic of the single best movie line ever. And of course, it's Friday and we've got G-Man's matchups covering NFL Week 9. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video or audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 at all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, uh, the internet is a wealth of information. You know, I, I couldn't imagine growing up as a kid with a computer in my pocket and access to pretty much anything in the world that I could ever want. But with as much knowledge as there is out there on the internet, there's a lot of stupidity on the internet as well, which is why I came up with this segment called Stupid is stupid does, sir. <laughs> so, uh, going to run down some of the dumbest things that have been posted on the internet. For instance, uh, Tony, you're obviously rocking your earbuds. How do you like them? I like them a lot. I can hear well. It isolates the noise outside. Luckily, there's no dump truck or concrete crew out there. So Very good. Uh, but yeah, they. I usually don't hear much of the, of the outside noise. That's good. And uh, they're not cheap, though. I mean, I think the, yep. the new pair run, what, 300, 350 bucks, something like that? No, these were these were only two hundred. Okay, all right. Still not cheap though. Yeah. No, not cheap. Well, you've got not this that, person who yeah. put up a p pair of earbuds on the internet for thirty-two dollars. Captioned: "Wireless Apple earbuds comes with wire." Clearly, the wires of a traditional set of earbuds have been clipped with fraying edges, and the description says, "I cut the wire." So I, I don't know what they were thinking, if they could turn their earbuds into AirPods or, or what, but uh, I, I don't know anybody who's going to pay $2, let alone $32, for a pair of mangled earbuds. Just to yeah, no, make any sense. you're not going to work, you know. <laughs> uh, here's one where uh, geography is probably not their strong suit. And in a similar segment, we've done this before with a girl going off to college. But you've got a girl, obviously her face is blacked out, and she's taking pictures all over New York. 
captioned, Goodbye, America. Hello, New York. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's... Oh, man. You, you, you can't cure stupid. My name is Jeff. <laughs> Here's one where, uh, you know, on Facebook, you can offer up events for people to check out. Well, apparently on August 21st of maybe this year, maybe a few years back, it says free event, solar eclipse party. At which point somebody uh, commented back, says, most kids go back to school that day. Can it be done on the weekend? Uh, Apparently this lady just wanted to uh, reschedule the eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, here's somebody who uh, made a post. And, and again, you know, we talk on Wednesdays about words are hard. Proofread your posts. Just make sure that uh, when you put it out there for the world, it doesn't say something that it's not supposed to. Like this one, I've been trying new ways to relax. Currently, I'm into essential oil diffusers and incest. (laughs) Pretty sure. Pretty sure they met incense. And uh, yeah, if they're relaxing with incest, we've we've got bigger problems. Yeah, that's bad. Stupid is stupid does, sir. Uh, you have this person who said uh, who put it out online. So I was thinking of baking cookies for everyone at work tomorrow, and I need to double the recipe to have enough. But if I double the temperature, my oven won't set to 800. <laughs> uh, yeah, you still Ew, bake it wow. at the same temperature. Yeah, it, it, Good job. <laughs> it, it amazes me. Wow. The stupidity that's out there. Tony, are you, do you find yourself as much of a handy guy? I mean, do you know your way around a uh, tool set? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you have a screwdriver that has those removable tips where you can change between a, a, yep. a Torx or a Phillips or a flathead? Yep. Most of us do. There is a uh, picture that somebody posted of just those tips, you know, various Torx and flat and Phillips heads. Woman writes, was at the gas station and found these bullets on the ground, so I took them home. Did some research and (laughs) found out they're from an automatic assault rifle. Really? People make me sick. How are you just going to let these kinds of people live? How much research did she do? (laughs) What kind of research did she do? Did she like to look at... Did she just... uh, My brain hurts. I, I, I don't even have words for that. Like... It's just, it's common sense. They're bits for a screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly bits for a screwdriver. I mean, there's no two ways about it. But Well, and they'd be so small. How would they be ammo for an assault rifle? Assault rifle would be big things of ammo, you know? <laughs> well, like the little bits are like that big. The actual bullets from a, uh, uh, a bullet um, are about that same size. You know, not the casing, but the bullet itself. But still, I mean, uh, clearly clearly tools stupid is stupid does sir wow uh let's see some of these we've done before so we'll skip those all right you have this person says if you don't know the difference between there there and there you're an idiot and of course your is spelled your as in possessive your um uh, without the apostrophe. Without the apostrophe. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the the amount of stupidity wow. just 
It blows. There, there's that troll mind. trying to one up the other one, you know, trying to troll somebody, but instead looks like the big idiot because <laughs> they're just as stupid. It's crazy. Oh, speaking of stupid, you have uh, this person who com- commented on a uh, Facebook article. The article says rains leave many Indiana farmers well behind in planting. And this wonderful, wonderful commenter says, why is there a need for farmers growing corn and soybeans when most people go to Kroger's or Albertsons to get their groceries, groceries anyway? Mm, hey, genius. Man. How do you think those end up at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and just no words for it. All right. No. You have this one, you know, occasionally if you go to the doctor's office or somewhere official, you got to fill out a a form. It asks you various questions about your background, your ethnicity. And in this case, it asks asks about uh, their sexual orientation. They say, I'm all for gay by trans rights, but I'm also in favor of equal rights. Now, straight people have to write in their sexual orientation. This goes too far. Of course, they show you the uh, selections. And under sexual orientation, it says heterosexual, gay, lesbian, bisexual, other. And of course, they marked other and wrote in straight, not realizing that heterosexual also means straight. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. (laughs) Dumbass! All right, you have this person who uh, obviously doesn't understand the way automotive works, says, just finished sanding my tires so that my car will ride smoother on the interstate. And honestly, I kind of love this look. And it is a tire that is purely bald. Doesn't realize that the grooves that are in there (laughs) are meant to help keep you on the road, especially if it rains um, or snows or you hit a puddle. Uh, You need traction. Uh, Dumbass! Uh, so crazy. Oh, very, very dumb. Stupid is, stupid is, sir. <laughs> Speaking of dumb, you, you realize, I think most people realize, that uh, your passwords for anything that you log into on the internet should be kept private, considering there's so much hacking going out there. Well, you have this dumbass who uh, put on Twitter out to public for the world to see says i don't understand the mobile app bank of america can you help me log in username is password is puts it out there and of course bank of america <laughs> replies hi thanks for reaching out use the link to connect with us so we can help you should delete your posts that contain private information uh, stupid is stupid does sir <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow tony I know you're not a big sushi fan, but sushi, as far as you understand it, is what? It's like raw, raw fish. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, you have this person who posted a picture of the sushi they got and says, has anyone ever gotten salmon vanilla from chicken? Uh, and it's supposed to be salmonella that's not fully cooked. And, uh, of course, it's a picture of sushi, which, uh, again, won't be fully cooked because, well, it's sushi. Uh, you dumbass. <laughs> and then finally, speaking of dumbasses, um, sorry, I just had to hit this closing button. You have this person who says, is there any sort of book subscription for kids that exists where you order books and once you read them, you return them and get more? The person replies back, it's called a library. Wow. Uh, folks, 
Let that sink in. We're headed into our long break. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of single best line from a movie. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. You dumbass. Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on this Friday, November 6th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world, still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. You got your smoothie, you got your zip fizz. This last hour is going to fly by, and then we're headed into the weekend. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, second hour always goes by fast. Um, <clears throat> it's been a good show so far, and uh yeah, looking forward to uh, the greatest movie lines. This yeah. is a tough one. It's yeah. One. When I asked Tony to uh, send me his one pick for the single greatest movie line of all times, I got probably uh, half a dozen to a dozen <laughs> different yeah. choices. So uh, there are plenty to I try to, to make it from. easy, whatever you found the best soundbite for. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I, I used a good one. I know it's from one of your favorite movies, but uh, that's what we're talking about today. It is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys to chime in on the topic of the day. And of course, the way it works is we give you the topic the day beforehand, giving you guys the rest of the day to call in, leave a message on the Phoenix line and let us know what your pick is for whatever it may be. Now, the Phoenix line is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855 F E N I X. RDO or 855-336-4973. And of course, we've added the caveat that uh, if you do chime in, leave a message with us for that topic of the day, you are entered into a chance to win our monthly Phoenix Fan Gear contest to win fabulous Phoenix Fan Gear. It's a lot of Fs. Uh, I had a shirt, maybe some other goodies uh, with the Phoenix logo emblazoned on it. Now, the other thing you can do is you can chime in on our Facebook live video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix radio. Just click on the live video and comment in there. Unfortunately, if you do comment there, you are not entered into that contest, but we do love the interaction when you do. So with that being said, our topic today is the single greatest movie line of all time. Now, uh, Tony's pick, and obviously, if you listen to this show for five minutes, you know one of his favorite movie series or franchises of all time is Back to the Future. He's got a Doc Brown uh, impression that uh, he busts out every once in a while. And, of course, we talk about every re-release that's uh, ever coming out on Blu-ray. But uh, with so many quotable lines, why'd you pick this one, Tony? Um, it was just one of those memorable ones as a kid, you know, um, <clears throat> when, when he did it, uh, the line, you'll know what it, what it is in a second, but without giving it away, 
just when he told Marty about it, he had just such confidence in his success. Like, it just came out. And, of course, that would have dropped the bad word when you're a kid. You're like, oh. Right. <laughs> like it meant so much more. Cuss, yeah. So. Even now when I watch movies with the kids, and we watch PG-13 movies, and they, they're allowed to say the S word a couple times, maybe drop a single F-bomb. They're always still blown away by the fact that that can happen. So uh, I remember yeah. that feeling when seeing this. Here's Tony's pick for the single best movie line ever. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious ish. And, of course, I... Uh, Censored it a little bit. We try to keep the show as PG-13 as possible. Because yes. we know that we've got some uh, younger listeners. So, But, uh, yeah, again, just uh, iconic movie line from Back to the Future. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious ish. Some serious ish. <laughs> <laughs> ish. Yeah. So, great movie. Many quotable lines. Uh, great, great choice tone. Uh, my pick was uh, from one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, you know, obviously Ghostbusters is up there. Back to the Future is up there. A few others. But I'd say my single most favorite movie is Shawshank Redemption. And again, you've got uh, some great actors in there. Uh, Tim Robbins, Morgan Freeman. A wonderful story. And some, uh, basically a quote that I have lived my life by um, in pretty much everything I do. And so uh, let's listen to it now. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. Yep. Get busy living or get busy dying. Um, it's basically the same as S or get off the pot. It's one of those things where... You know, if you're not moving yourself forward, whether it's personally, professionally, whatever it may be, you're standing still or you're moving backwards. And so, uh, you know, this is something that I've, I've taken to heart over the years, and especially being the film fanatic that I am, going to film school, studying film, this one has always stuck with me. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. So impactful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, folks. Well, we are about to head into our break. We've got, uh, luckily, some wonderful people who chimed in on the Phoenix line, as we've asked you guys to do. And, of course, we always invite you to chime in on our Facebook Live video over at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. When we come back, folks, it is all about you guys. So uh, let us know now what your pick is for the single best movie line of all time. We're off to break. See you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, November 6th. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners. Our topic today is the single best line from a movie ever. We cover Tony's. In fact, uh, you know, I think we even have time to uh, replay these. Tony's, of course, was this gem from Back to the Future. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious ish. you see some serious ish. And then mine, mine was a little more inspirational, something to live life by. 
busy living. You get busy dying. And of course, we did a segment in the last hour uh, about stupid people on the internet, and uh, it just so happened to work out that uh, we were able to use this movie line from Forrest Gump. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. So, uh, so many great single lines from movies, um, all the way from, uh, oh boy, Star Wars, No, I Am Your Father, uh, took the boys to go see that uh, a couple months back when it was re-released, and even seeing it on the big screen, and you know, that moment, I've seen it, not a thousand times, but figuratively a thousand times, still gives me goosebumps. So it's, uh, movies, movies hit you in the heartstrings, and of course, they stick with you. Now, we had a couple of our wonderful listeners chime in on the Phoenix line, as we ask you guys to do uh, for these interactive topics. For instance, uh, this one from Kendra. Hey, guys, it's Kendra. I am so glad you did this call-in topic for Friday. The best movie line, most quotable, just bar none, has to be from Cool Hand Luke. Here we go. Ready? What we have here is a failure to communicate. My father used to say that line all the time when us kids were growing up and we'd do something stupid. Hope you guys have a great show. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you, Kendra. That was awesome. Thank you. And I love the commitment to the impression. You know, it's it's uh, one thing just to, to give the line. It's another to give it in that. Uh, oh, and uh, again, a very, very quotable movie line from Cool Hand Luke. And of course, uh, you know, if you're a Guns N' Roses fan, uh, you hear that that's, at the beginning of uh, Knocking on Heaven's Doors. <laughs> no, Civil War. Sorry, that's the song. Yeah, that Civil War. Yeah, that, I, that's, that's the only time I've heard that. I didn't know that was from Cool Hand Luke, but that's cool. <laughs> All right, and then we had Lacey, Superfan, chime in with her pick. Hey, it's Superfan Lacey, and I was just calling with some movie (laughs) quotes. Um, My favorite movie is Gone with the Wind, and the best line is, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Um, I say you're killing me, Smalls, all the time to my children. She does. And that's it. Thank you. (laughs) And, of course, uh, the other quotable one from The Sandlot that Jesse and I use all the time, especially if things are taking just a little too long, is forever. Yes. That is a very quotable one. <laughs> Tony, on your end, has anybody chimed in with their pick? Yeah. For single we actually line? had a few on the Phoenix, uh, on the shared post I had for the Phoenix page today. Uh, right on. <clears throat> my Aunt Karina York, uh, she quoted Pretty Woman. Everybody comes to Hollywood with a dream. What's your dream, Cinder F and Ella? So, can't, cause can't say that. So Great one. And it, it was funny because it censored it on hers, too. She must have voice texted it because oh. it's all dot, dot, dot. <laughs> um, Amy Scafidi had two of them. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Obviously, not Mr. Falcon, but Mother Trucker. Uh, <laughs> and she also says... That'll do, pig. That'll do. Which is from Babe, but she has no idea why she uses it that much. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Oh, and she also she also yells, "What's your damage, Heather?" At my dog a lot. <laughs> I don't know what that one's from, but it's kind of uh, funny. It reminds me of the one from um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. What's your major malfunction, Private? Yeah. And then uh, Lacey, uh, super fan Lacey, had a few more. <clears throat> um, of course, 
Uh, you could play the Bill and Ted one. That's a good one. I, I got it here. here it Excellent! There you go. <laughs> she had that. She had Bueller. Bueller. Uh, Ghostbusters. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. <laughs> um, and then, nice effing model! Honk, honk. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I, I watched that the other day. That's still good. Oh, I still um, up. Her husband, Michael, he's got a headache and uh, he's not watching right now, but his quotes are, there's so much room for activities and holy S, where's the Tylenol? <laughs> That's one I'd use every once in a while. Um, another one that I love to use, especially here on the show, just because it fits so well, from the Adams Family. Has the planet gone mad? I didn't realize that's what that was from. Yeah, yeah, it's from Adam's family. That's crazy. And... I didn't know that was Adam's family. I've I've heard it before, but I've never asked you what that's from. <laughs> I actually thought it was Planet of the Apes or something. Seriously? So I just okay. Yeah, I don't know. I've no, seen Adam's family in a long time, dude. It was M. Bison from the Street Fighter movie. I feel the need. Oh, that's such a fantastic line. Uh, some other great ones, um, you know, from the little-known movie They Live, starting starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. Ra- Roddy, Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy. Rowdy, Roddy Piper. I've come here. <laughs> I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> Ooh, I, I used to love that one a lot. Um, let's see. There was a uh, – I thought I had a soundbite for that on here, but I guess – I can't find it, but that is uh, that was a popular one. That movie was terrible, though. Whoa. Oh, the movie's awful, but it, it's a cult hit. It's one of those movies that uh, endures the test of time, mostly yeah. for the fact that it was just because he had those so sunglasses, terrible. and then like he could see like all the mon- like the, the zombie people. But exactly. When he took it off. They look like normal. But I found that it was Duke Nukem versus him. Ah. It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. <laughs> Boy, that brings me flashbacks from the early 90s playing that game. <laughs> you know, another one is, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction has so many great ones. Uh, but basically, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's whole monologue before he starts killing people in the apartment. But uh, if you pulled a single line out of that where he says, And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. <sighs> You know, it just it, it it inspires rage in in so many so many ways. And of course, if you go on the lighter side, there are so many quotable ones from Austin Powers, for instance, Doctor Evil. Way to go, a hole! <laughs> <laughs> Mini me quit humping the laser. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me a freaking bone here. You're the Diet Coke of evil. One calorie, just not evil enough. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> Oh, I mean, you could quote that for days. Um, You know, you have great movies like Step Brothers. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. 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 You know another one? Get to the chopper. Do it. Do it now. Arnold alone is just a one-line machine. I'll be back. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or, or how could you uh was his uh his other popular Hasta la vista, baby. Yeah? I mean so many Cohagen 
<laughs> and of course, you know, anything from Jim Carrey, again, he is just a quote machine. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> <laughs> well, not Jim Carrey, it was Jeff Daniels, but still yeah. a very quotable movie. I was going to say, but the pen is blue! The god dang pen is blue! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, you've got uh, more serious movies, for instance, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's uh, Dark Knight franchise. With the good Joker, not the terrible hot topic Jared Leto Joker. It's all part of the plan. And of course, you can't forget. Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Such a good Joker. <laughs> Such a terrible Joker. I don't Joker. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, it. <laughs> I love any time that we can talk movies, quote movies, and, and uh, you know, just have a good time with, you know. 1.21 gigawatts! And anything. like a tree and get out of here. Anything that just sticks in the zeitgeist of uh, popular culture. You know, it's, it's why we do this show. It's why we do our podcast, the Proton Pack podcast, uh, just because <laughs> we absolutely love these things. She said, Lacey said, leave Jared Leto alone. <laughs> he may redeem himself when he's in Morbius, but his version of the Joker is, I mean, it's almost as laughable as uh, Sid Caesar's from the 1966 one, where he didn't even bother to shave his mustache and just put the white makeup over the mustache. <laughs> He did do that, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but so many. I mean, we could go on forever, but folks, what we're going to do language is we're going to head into the break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking NFL Week Nine with our very own G-Man and G-Man's matchup. So, folks, don't go anywhere. G-Money. We will be back talking football. <gasps> don't go anywhere. <laughs> Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, November 6th. Now we have the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. For instance, maybe you want to uh, posthumously give us your pick for the single best movie line ever. And I don't mean posthumously dead, but the bit is dead. In any <laughs> case, uh, and then uh, our call-in topic for Monday, stay posted to our social media on Sunday to find out what that is so you can call in there or you can just call about whatever you want. Maybe you are excited for football like we are, or that number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. 
or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, for those of you watching, you recognize a familiar face. This is one of my favorite segments of the week because it's time to ask the question. Are you ready to G-Man joining us again. Now, uh, last week was sort of a weird anomaly. Uh, in all of the games, you went nine and four, but of those four losses were the three that you gave us last week, and it just <laughs> happened to work out that way. Uh, hopefully, we can get things right on the right track uh, again this week, but uh, let's go ahead and start with your first pick. We're calling the wild card matchup. You're taking the six and one Seahawks, at negative three versus the six and two Bills. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, and just to quickly clarify, actually, nine and four, I appreciate that little percentage boost, but after the Monday <laughs> night game, uh, you know, ended up nine and five. Oh. Um, but we're still at a 63% clip, you know, for the year. And, um, you know, basically, uh, as far as the Seahawks games uh, go, uh, one of the indicators I've been trying to pay attention to uh, the last couple of weeks and uh, of course last week was a little bit better is uh, now we're about the halfway point and you can start using uh, teams um, record against the spread mm -hmm. you know and so you know there are some of course glaring examples um, not, some aren't necessarily in the top uh, three this this uh, week and that one of the examples is the Cowboys. They're actually 0 and 8, you know, for the entire year. <laughs> hey, they're perfect. Uh, the Steelers are, I think, like 6 and 1. Mm -hmm. No, they're 7 it. and 0. And uh, the Seahawks, uh, likewise, against the spread, you know, had quite the advantage over the Bills. I think the, the Bills were like 2 and 5 or something like that. And Seattle's been doing a pretty good job, I believe, at 5 and 2. So that was the big thing. Um, and of course, watching the teams. Um, if, if things were the way they uh, had predicted before the season started, you know, the Buffalo defense was supposed to be just staunch, you know, if they were anything like last year. And um, they've underperformed. And Seattle's defense, of course, they've been uh, sliding for a couple of years with the departure of all their, their key players on defense. And so uh, be that as it may, what I just think about – um, the offensive production, DK Metcalf, that dude is just, I mean, he's, you can't cover him. No, he's no. amazing. And even those 50-50 balls that he goes up against, he just has a chance, at, you know, every single time. So I just think that uh, a field goal is, is a pretty good number against the Bills, even though they're traveling all the way across the country. You know, as I mentioned in my video and here uh, many times, just go ahead and buy the hook on that ticket from a field goal to two and a half. So that way there's a decision maker in the game, you know, whether you're going to win or unfortunately sometimes you would lose. But yeah. And the Seahawks have been, I just think basically, I was, I was going to say the Seahawks have been handily impressive. You know, it's not like they're winning by a point or two in their games. Uh, they're blowing teams out. They, uh, they're putting up big numbers. Uh, Russell Wilson is by far, a top fantasy football quarterback for those of you that play fantasy football, um, giving them three points over the bills. I, I'd say it's, it's not rocket science. I, I think that that is a, a fair, uh, a fair spread to put them at. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And you're and you're laying the three points, uh, not giving, just so people don't don't misunderstand. So you're just laying a field goal by the hook. It costs you, uh, you know, you'll get it at minus one twenty instead of uh, minus one ten. Can't beat that. Well, let's move on over to our marquee matchup. You've got elder quarterback versus elder quarterback, Drew Brees Saints versus Tom Brady's Bucks, and you're doing uh, Bucks minus five versus the Saints. Uh, what do you see going on there? Yeah, this is a, a rematch of the the start of the season, and uh, you know, as, as again, I, I actually did put a, a little video together. If you guys want to, you know, check it out, and then of course we'll share it uh, with with Christian once it's uh, just got the final segment that I have to do. But uh, if you remember that game, first game of the season, of course, all the players after COVID, you know, no camp or anything to speak of, no preseason games uh, came out, and the Bucks just kind of. Uh, Stepped on their you-know-what in the beginning <laughs> of the game, had a little comeback. Um, but I think with just all the gelling, the, the players are used to each other, that defense for the Buccaneers has come out and kind of flexed their muscles. And the same type of thing. Against the spread this year, the Saints are only 2-5. and five. You know, the Bucks are 5-2. and two. And so um, I'm just going to, uh, again, just uh, from the fact that the Saints are going to be on the road, Historically, they don't travel well. Um, they're coming from the dome to you know the outside, you know aspects, and it's the second uh, travel week in a row. So uh, be that as it may, you got the little revenge factor with the Bucks. I think they're going to want to you know pretty much beat them as much as possible, and I think they have the tools to do it. Well, and speaking so of speak- minus five by that hook to four and a half again, you have a decision maker there, and so you'll know whether. Um, you know, that's going to come through, of course, after after the game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And speaking of tools, uh, obviously, Antonio Brown is going to be uh, cleared to play. Uh, he's just another weapon that Brady has to pass to. Um, obviously, with seeing the way that the Patriots have been performing compared to the Bucks, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, Belichick is missing Brady more than Brady is missing Belichick. Oh, absolutely. Oof. All right, let's move on to our best bet matchup. You've got uh, the Chargers at minus one versus the Raiders. Both of their records don't reflect reflect their play. The Chargers actually look to be a better team than their record reflects, and kind of vice versa for the Raiders. Uh, but the Chargers have a dynamic rookie quarterback. Um, how do you see that one playing out? Yeah, you know, this year the Chargers, just like they have <laughs> – under Philip Rivers, you know what I mean? They would just be, you know, they, they used to win the games they shouldn't win and lose the games they should win. And this year, I think, God, uh, you know, after about five or six games, you know, uh, their total losses for four games at that point, I think, were by a total of seven points. Wow. I mean, they just, all these close games, you know, the Chargers just, you know. But that being said, um, you know, this, this matchup against the Raiders, just again, just looking at the, the two teams, uh, the Raiders played pretty good uh, last week, you know, with their secondary, but overall for the year, you know, they've been um, exposed. And I think that uh, the balance, again, of the Chargers, uh, the running game is really um, coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, of course, uh, Herbert is being more and more comfortable every single week. Uh, the Raiders, um, I think, uh, you know, with Josh Jacobs, uh, with them being shut down uh, last week, you know, for the most part, you know, with the running game. Um, even though they did win the game against the Browns. I think actually offensively, the Chargers are at a much higher level than the Browns. 
And so, um, unfortunately, I think for you know the boys from the Bay, uh, it's going to be a tough week for them. <laughs> well, uh, we've got a little time left. Your Niners played uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But to be fair, your Niners were... Wow. Very, yeah. very. I mean, they were basically playing with the, the was, whole second team. That was sad, though. It's like watching a JV team go up against, you know, the the varsity squad. I mean, that wasn't you, the poor Niners and the, all the injuries. That was that was rough to watch. But at least they had heart. I mean, they played all the way until that very last end with McKinnon's final touchdown. I know that messed up a lot of <laughs> spreads and bets there that, that were placed, but. You know, the Niners, they still swung. They knew they were losing, but they still played. Um, you got to give them that credit for, for staying in there at the end. But Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's the second time this year that they had their – at least the second time that they've had their JV squad out there. I think the another yeah. time against – was it the Dolphins? Or yeah. I can't remember, but they – yeah, they just got pretty much uh, handed their stuff last week or last night. And again, I think the Packers last yeah. couple times that they've faced the 49ers, the Packers got waxed. Uh, one of them time being in the NFC Championship game. So they were going to take it out on, you know, the JV squad or whoever was, <laughs> was in there. Yeah, and they did. Yeah, yeah. They Congratulations were... to Cliff Porter. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, too, you know, it, it's a shame, though, because the Niners are having the same problems. It's Garoppolo's hurt again and uh, Kittle, you know. that's They were the two that got hurt earlier this year, too, came back, and both of them back out. It's just uh, hopefully uh, they could get healthy. And uh, do you think Garoppolo's long-term for your Niners? You know, and that's, a, that's of course, the off-season uh, question. Uh, one of the big things, of course, is I think his contract is over at the end of this year or next year, and this is about the time where they're supposed to be renegotiating. Um, you have Matt Ryan, of course, who had his um, relationship, you know, with uh, you know uh, Shanahan uh, when he was in Atlanta and, of course, blew that 28-point, 25-28-point <laughs> lead, yeah. you know, to the, the Patriots. <laughs> So uh, he's going to definitely be going somewhere, you know, with the change uh, in coaching in Atlanta. Um, but I tell you what, man, you know, one of the big things that's a, the difference from the Niners this year, of course, is their defense. They've had injuries there too, uh, namely with Joey Bosa. I mean, uh, yeah. with Nick Bosa. Yeah. You know, that the defense that they had last year was just no joke. You know, I kept saying this is I can't believe this I can't believe this and after the week 10 you know there was just no doubt and um, just a completely different team this year that's what happens in the NFL um, you know so I don't think the Niners are going to probably prevail in the playoffs uh, this year but uh, we'll start looking to next year but to answer your question Tony I have no freaking clue <laughs> you know what they're going to do but um, I would be surprised if they made a change but I wouldn't be surprised if they made yeah. a change. So. Yeah. I think that would be a neat pairing if Matt Ryan becomes available next season and you guys scoop him up. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I like Garoppolo. I think he's got good swagger. I like that people get behind him. Uh, just his health is the only thing that worries me for your team for the future on that. Uh, very injury prone, yeah. which is a sad thing. Yeah. Niners, when they're healthy, they look yeah. good. Now, folks, to recap, 
We've got uh, Seahawks minus three versus the Bills, Bucks minus five versus the Saints, and Chargers minus one versus the Raiders. Gee, man, we always love talking football with you on Fridays. And with just uh, about 30 seconds left, if you can let people know how to find out more about you and some of the projects you have going on, like Seedless Tendency and Big Bongo Productions. Yeah, you you named him right there. Of course, Big Bongo Productions. Most of um, you know the the presence that we have locally here and and outside is uh, on social media. You know, so just check Facebook, um, G Man, uh, the G Man. Just you know, search for that. You'll find my page, uh, Big Bongo Productions, also accessible and a Seedless Tendency with Tendency being uh, made out with the number ten D E N C, and you can go check out our website, SeedlessTendency.com along with all the other social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Right on. Well, G-Man, thank you as always. We, I, Like I said before, I, I always look forward to this segment because I love talking football. Folks, when we Absolutely. come back, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We're going to close out the show and close out the week. See you guys in just a few. See you. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Radio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we made it to the end of the week, to the end of the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, November 6th. Looks like Tony's running into the weekend there. But uh, if you missed a <laughs> It's portion... making me think of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> I feel like I'm running at a really ridiculously fast pace. <laughs> Folks, if you missed a portion of the show or want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yes. Yes, I am. Save from the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And luckily, Tony, we haven't experienced any technical issues with you freezing or disappearing. So that's no, all. I told one. you last few days, it's all the outside BS, man. Well, it's a good way to close out a Friday. Folks, yeah, while you are there looking at the podcast, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Cheryl is Carol. <laughs> Unless it's your precious ring. No, it's my precious. I don't share. <laughs> yeah, no, share, care, throw it out there, like our posts. We we love the interaction. We love when you guys chime in. We and, do. Uh, there was a real good interaction this week, you guys. So thank you very much. Loving the, the you guys leaving the voicemails, uh, chiming in on the Phoenix page. It is excellent so thank you all the listeners out there thank you very much yeah big big thanks now folks we're not going to let you go without uh, instilling a little knowledge hopefully making you laugh a little bit yes it is time for this day in history reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head it's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat christian phoenix Thank you, Siri. All (laughs) right. Uh, Well, while we await the election results here in 2020, this day in 1860. (laughs) Well, the way Nevada's counting, it's never going to get there. 
Uh, so if you could tell Hubie Halloween, the mayor of Nevada, or the governor of Nevada, Sisilak, uh, to uh, expedite the character, you know? <laughs> I, I do have to say I love all the memes that are coming out. Uh, oh, for, I do, for too. I state, think they're so. great. Is that born Nevadan? I love it. So much And fun. if anything, it explains that we are pronounced Nevada, not Nevada. Zombieland, too. Crap. So much. (laughs) Well, this day in 1860, Abraham Lincoln is elected the 16th president of the United States. So at least they got it a couple days after the fact. Yes. He's a good, he is a good, he was a good one, right? He was. At least history tells us he was good. I have no idea. Right. He made the $5 bill, y'all. Yeah. And of course, you know, it's. Back then, there weren't. And he traveled with Bill and Ted, so he did. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Some other notable presidents that were elected on this day: Jefferson Davis in 1861, Benjamin Harrison in 1888, William McKinley in 1900, and uh, where are you, Herbert Hoover? Herbert Hoover in 1928. So uh, who, who, Hoover, Mrs. They... Hoover. <laughs> What's Lyme disease? <laughs> oh, you know what's bad is as an adult, I wish I would have paid more attention as a kid in history and stuff. Mm. A lot of these ones, I'm, I get them and I'm like, I've heard of them, but some I haven't. You know, I'm like, oh, they were president? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's it's some crazy. presidential My names. My brain doesn't retain that. Yeah. Yeah. That are, are long forgotten. You know, maybe and I used to have a ruler back in the day as a kid literally had every president from George Washington had their picture all the way. And then when you flip it, it was up to, at that time, I think George Bush was uh, the first George Bush president. That's a weird childhood memory that came out of nowhere. (laughs) That thing has, I haven't thought about that thing. Hey, it might still be sitting up in your dad's attic somewhere. Yeah, maybe. It was a white ruler. It had their faces on it. Gotta love nostalgia and just the things that trigger those memories. Speaking of triggering memories, do you remember this, Tony, from 1913 when Mahatma Gandhi is arrested for leading Indian Miners March in South Africa? Do you remember Yeah, man, it was a sad day. I remember I tried to break him out. I was pissed. I was rioting and protesting, you know, and I just couldn't free, I couldn't free my buddy out of uh, jail. His name's so so special, I already forgot it. Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, okay, it's not Dikembe Mutombo. No. <laughs> oh, 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 no, no, no. Waving that giant <laughs> finger around. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, this day in 1917, first of all, doesn't make sense considering it's the 6th of November, but it's not to be confused with the book or the Sean Connery movie. An event known as Red October. The Bolshevik Revolution begins with bombardment of the Winter Palace in Petrograd during the Russian October Revolution. Again, a lot of that stuff doesn't line up, but uh, you know what? It's something that happened, and it's on this page, so we're going to read it anyway. On today's day, I hunt for Red October. I was in submarine with Sean Connery. It was a good day. <laughs> don't, don't you love in that movie that Sean Connery was clearly Russian, but still maintained that Scottish accent? Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Uh, this day in 1947, NBC's Meet the Press debuts. It is the U.S.'s longest-running TV show. I didn't realize that it's been around that long. Me either. I thought it was more of a uh, 
uh, late '90s, early 2000s kind of thing. But who knew? Hey, that's what I thought up too. This is I why. This too. is why. This is a great day in history. You do learn some stuff. Well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. For instance, you might learn this. This day in 1966 was the first entire lineup televised in color on NBC. So, uh, moving, NBC. <laughs> moving from black and white to color. And of course, uh, you know, it's uh, the way TV has gone since then. There's, it's just amazing how far we've come. The only thing I can really tie that to for you and I, and maybe a lot of our listeners that are about our age, um, when you went from the Game Boy, that was, that was the only black and white thing we really had to grow up with. Uh, mm-hmm. But it wasn't even black and white. It was more of that green, yellow, yeah, it was Whatever like a pea green puke color. It was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you actually got to do color, then you were like, oh, my God. And I mean, really, the first time you got that was on the Super Game Boy for your Super Nintendo. So once you plug that in, all of a sudden, then there was color. And you're like, oh, it's a whole new world. I saw. Yeah. But when you, when you had the portable, then you're like, oh, my God, it's color. I saw a meme recently that uh, it was a little cartoon just talking about the throwback of trying to play Game Boy in the car at night and just waiting till like headlights passed or because uh, <laughs> you that thing was tough. It was. It was. You know, or you had was to really have tough. you had to have the contraptions that had the light with the magnifying glass. Oh and my the, god! Yes, what a pain in the what? ass! The light boy and that that dumbass thing would like clip to it and magnify, and it would the two little beady lights just to kind of play Tetris. What a pain! Yep, and you need a uh, Costco size uh, uh, pack of backup batteries just for it. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the it's good old amazing. days. It's amazing we were able to take that thing away. That thing was a brick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Original Game Boy. Moving on this day in 1975, it was Anarchy in the UK as the first performance by punk band The Sex Pistols at St. Martin's College in London. Oh, yeah. Um, I I don't know who covered it better, Megadeth or Motley Crue. I like the Megadeth version. I do, too. (laughs) And then finally, this day in 1991. It's the only way to play! (laughs) (laughs) This day in 1991, the last oil fire in Kuwait is set by retreating Iraqi troops uh, and is extinguished. Do you remember the scenery of that during, uh, you know, Desert... uh... Yeah, Operation Desert Storm. I do remember a lot of that in the 90s. Um, Actually, I knew knew a girl, well, Nicole... Her like she had family that was in Kuwait, and they always had their their flags and all that stuff. And she would bring some stuff to school and share. Um, but yeah, sad stuff. But I do remember that image uh, actually quite well. Very cool. And then finally, as we head into our last minute, we're going to run down some of today's holidays very quickly because there's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday was National Football Day. Today is National Basketball Day. It's also National Fountain Pen Day. Here's a tongue twister. It is International Day for Preventing the Exploitation of the Environment in War and Armed Conflict. Might as well watch the Borat movie with the equally long title. <laughs> Today is Love Your Lawyer Day. Is that something you nah, can really do? I don't own a, I don't have a lawyer. Today is National Nachos Day. Yummy. Mmm. That Today sounds good. Is Marooned Without a Compass Day. Okay. Okay. National <laughs> Medical Science Liaison Awareness and Appreciation Day. National Jersey Friday. And finally, Ooh. National Saxophone Day. <laughs> Folks, that does it for the week. We will see you guys Monday with a brand new show. And we'll be doing Silly Rabbit. This bit is for kids. Bit is for kids. Hopefully by Monday I'll be clear, too. <laughs> have a gr- see you. Have a good weekend. Have a great weekend, folks. Go Broncos.